0: So new yeah. with where yeah. the pastor yeah. is, Elaine. will stop and give you praise,
1: for great is thy faithfulness.
0: I still remember the day you saved me, the day I heard you call out.
2: Praise the Lord, it's chat time!
0: Praise the Lord, it's chat time! Yes, praise the Lord, it's chat time once again. This week we will continue our discussion of current events and scriptures.
2: Praise the Lord, so we're going to continue uh, this week with um, where we left off. We were talking, uh, our topic was about forgiveness and uh, we were giving reasons why we should forgive. It's not just a kindness to another person. It's, it's not just being kind. It's being kind to yourself as well, because you know the Lord isn't going to forgive you unless you forgive. Us. You know, He's not going to forgive you unless you forgive others. But unforgiveness has torment. That comes with it. And there's nothing like being or feeling tormented. So where we left off last week was reading uh, Luke chapter 17, verse 4. And then we were talking about the consequences.
0: Luke 17, verse 4. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, "I repent," thou shalt forgive him.
2: All right. So we were talking about that. It almost seems like endless forgive un, uh, forgiveness.
1: Right. But you gotta I, forgive. I, for I think there's all so. The time. I think there's so many different. Uh, stages uh, to forgiveness, different aspects, because in this sense, this has to do with brotherly love. This has to do with saints dealing with one another and a person does something and then comes and asks for forgiveness. They actually repent. So this is what somebody had told me. They said, well, if the person hadn't repented, then there was nothing to forgive. Say, so if the person had never come to them and said, I'm sorry, then is the other person, like, have they violated anything by, by saying, by not saying not forgive? Because if the individual never comes to them, and repent. So the example that the Lord gave, the person came to them and said, forgive right, So,
2: So what if a person dies before they get a chance to say they're sorry?
1: I but, mean, but,
2: you're still on the hook for...
1: But do you hold it against them once they're dead? You know, or did you hold it? You know, I, see, that's, that's what I was asking, because I think forgiveness has to do with compassion. I mean, I've, I feel
2: sorry for the person who dies before they repent.
1: Right, before they say. But
2: I think the person who has to forgive that person who passed away or didn't repent.
1: Well, well I've been there where a the person has passed away. And the things that they had done while they were alive, and things that I found out later, it, it caused me to feel a, a certain way. And I had to actually go to the Lord because I still regard the person, at the time that they left here, I regarded them as being saved. But between that time, between the time they left and the time that, just before then, they had done some pretty wild things, you know, and it it left a, a certain type of impression, but I had to take that to the Lord, and I realized within my heart, there's still that compassion, there's still that forgiveness, and I think that's what, uh, there's still that sense of mercy, and I think that's what forgiveness is. You actually can recognize that a person is wrong, you could be angry with that person, but sin not, and you hold that person accountable in the sense that, they have to admit that what they did was wrong. You hold them in, 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 accountable for that. It's just like, the Lord, we have to confess our sins to the Lord. The Lord holds us accountable. We actually have to confess to the Lord that we're wrong. We have to repent. So some people say because the Lord has forgiven us, because he died on the cross and he forgave us all our sins, that it's not necessary to repent. Now, so that's contrary to scripture. Forgiveness is out there. God has forgiven everybody, but you have to accept it. You actually have to repent in order to re- receive it. It's out there, though.
2: Yeah, but I'm thinking from the standpoint of the person who didn't forgive, and a person dies, or mm-hmm. and, and they didn't forgive. That still affects you. That still affects your heart somehow. I mean, because you can't just say... Oh, good, they're dead. No, <laughs> I don't have to forgive them.
1: No, you have to search yourself and see whether or not there's still compassion for that person. It, it, with the memories that you have, is there still a the compassion. Because you
2: can still have the memories that stir up irritation and anger. And, and
1: sin not. But you still have compassion, like a push comes to shove, if, if the individual was right here. And they were you were face to face with the person, would there still be compassion? would there still would you still be able to show mercy? Would you still be able to say we we can go forward from here and I believe that's what forgiveness does is you show compassion and right. mercy forgiveness
2: and you, if you don't forgive, you cannot go forward in right. your life. you're like frozen in time right you're stuck in that moment you're stuck in that anger. You're stuck in that irritation. You're stuck in that time where you feel like you might want revenge.
1: You're stuck in that's
2: that... That's what anger
1: would do. When you start to hold anger, you start to plot your revenge in a sense. And that's why I believe the Lord was telling us you can't hold your anger.
2: Because I know people who, you know, uh, well, have a drinking problem. And you know, sometimes when they're drinking, they they dredge up all this stuff from, like, you know, 10, 20 years ago, they can't move on. They can't go forward. They can't. They're stuck in time. They live in the past. They, you know, and I've discovered that if you don't forgive someone, you can't go on. You can't live your life. You can't, you can't, you're something, something is frozen, you know. Right.
1: I think, I think the, the anger freezes us. I'm thinking that the way the, that forgiveness works, is that if a person never repents uh, to you, it's not so much that you are obligated in that sense to forgive because you're really not holding anything as far as being able to forgive them for because they won't acknowledge it. I think what a person has to learn to do is to release that anger, that bitterness, or that sense of feeling like they they should be justified. I think that's what they end up having to do because, see, the Lord said, you know, it's, it's almost as if, he said, if your brother, if, if he does wrong, he said, you rebuke him. But then if he repents, you forgive him. So, uh, so I think that a lot of re- Forgiveness has to do with the person acknowledging that they were wrong. And that's one side of it. And the other side is that if they never acknowledge that they're wrong, you don't hold your anger. You know that they're wrong, but you don't hold your anger towards them because that eats away at at one's soul. That eats away at the the person who's angry. So they, they might not ever come to you for repentance. They might not ever repent. They might not ever ask for your forgiveness. They might feel justified in what they did. They might die in that state feeling like they didn't do anything wrong. So you don't have an opportunity to say, well, I forgive you, to that individual. You might not ever have that opportunity, but what I believe a person has to be able to do is to release that anger, that sense that they need to be uh, vindicated and justified. You know, somehow validated. And I think that has a lot to do with... So can
2: you forgive someone uh, who does not come and apologize to you? And they will never know it. I mean, you know, say like you did something to me and I'm really irritated with you, but I, I come to myself and I just, and within myself, I just
1: forgive you. You know right, and I think when we say that, when we come to ourselves and say, I, "I just forgive you," I think we're saying I'm not going to be angry about it anymore I'm not going to... oh so you
2: don't think that's true forgiveness uh, yeah, I
1: believe it's forgiveness but it's not the type of forgiveness where a person comes and repents to you and you just forgive them. I believe it's actually letting go of your of your anger or letting go of your need to be to be justified and turning it over to the Lord and you back, basically you say, Lord. You know, because Paul, he went through so much with people who betrayed him, walked a certain uh, distance with him, and then they just did all type of things to sabotage and un- undermine him. And he would he would come right out and say what they did, how they did it, and and maybe the Lord would have to deal with them. He would just come right out and, and flat footedly just admit it. Paul didn't he didn't hold back when it came to things like that, but. His anger, I believe he let go of whatever anger. I don't know if they ever came to him and asked for his forgiveness. But I believe whatever anger or whatever irritation that he was justified in having, he didn't hold on to it. He let it go. But he was very frank with the wrong that he had suffered at their hand. But I don't think he wished them evil. I, you know, something. And that's
2: what a lot of people one they they right. want revenge they want you to hurt right. they want you to uh pay for uh, you know pay for what he did to you right. you know and you see this all the time on tv when people unfortunately with all these shootings and deaths and everything mm-hmm. you know you want people to
1: pay yeah you want them to hurt for what they did and and that i believe the lord said Well, he could do the same thing. He could make you pay for the things that you have done. But he showed mercy. And I believe that's what forgiveness is. You show mercy. It's not like you develop amnesia. It's not like, you know, you look at a person and say, you were wrong. You know, that's that's just how it is. But I'm not the Lord. I can't judge you in the sense that I can't punish you. That's up to the Lord. But if I had any wish for you, it would be that you would... You
2: repent and and get saved. Mm-hmm. All right. Another scripture can be found in First John chapter one, verse nine.
0: First John verse, First John one and nine reads: If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive our sins. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness.
1: Boy. See, there's that conspiracy. You have to
2: admit your mistakes in order to be forgiven.
1: Right. So so when the Lord says he died on the cross so that all are forgiven, the forgiveness is out there for every, every soul. It's out there. But in order for it to become effective, a person has to acknowledge that they need forgiveness. There's that
2: if. If and, we confess our sins. Right.
1: If. Right. You know, it doesn't... You have to acknowledge it. So what we're actually doing when a person wrongs us and, and uh, we forgive their trespasses as, as they trespass, you know, the Lord said, you, you know, our trespasses, but we also have to forgive them that have trespassed against us. What Basically, what it amounts to is that even if a person never comes to ask for forgiveness, we let go of our... Anger, we let go of our sense of feeling like we're going to do something in order to justify ourselves in order to remedy the wrong that was done unto us, and we leave it in the hands of the Lord. But we don't. Uh, we, we don't get to the point where we don't acknowledge. A lot of people think that when you forgive somebody. It's almost like you condone what they did, or you say, "Well, that's all right." No, no, you're you, gonna have. You don't peace. say that's all right because it's not all right.
2: But you have peace, right? You have some peace inside
1: of you, right? Or they,
0: or they think you're weak, and they be like, "What's wrong with you? Yeah, why are you like that? Where right. do they get these people from?" Right? Because I uh, know,
1: because
0: uh, uh, I know when uh, both John, when that female officer shot and killed his brother, and how he forgave the cop. And how he told him he, he wanted the best for her, he wanted to find Jesus. You know, they they ridiculed him. They told him he was soft and weak and
1: right, it's simply because, and I believe the person was, was looking for some type of absolution. So so usually when they do that, if you see somebody they're looking for that, compassion and mercy should take over. If you never had the opportunity to stare the enemy in the face or to stare a brother or sister in the face who have wronged you, you let go of self, and you say, well, the Lord has to deal with that, and you have to acknowledge within yourself, do you love the individual? Yes, even your enemy. Yes, I do. If I have to wish for something, I wish that they would come to their senses and be saved. If they don't come to their senses and be saved, they're in God's hands.
2: But the wonderful part is that God is faithful and just, to forgive our sins and right. to cleanse us from all unrighteousness right. if, 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 we, if we confess if our we, sins. If we
1: acknowledge it, right. Boy,
2: that's something.
1: But there's some, some people go out there teaching that you don't have to repent. You don't have to acknowledge that you have done wrong. And I don't know what Bible they're reading. You don't have to acknowledge this. I think it's less failed it. All you have to do is, is keep going forward because when the Lord died on the cross and forgave our sins, that was it. I said, well, then why would the Lord tell us to help you likewise repent? He just, he went and said, some people, their sins weren't even as great as the others. He said, but except ye repent, except you acknowledge that you've done wrong. And
2: that doesn't mean that you can uh, repent and then just keep doing the same
1: right, because that's hurt not, that's over, and and over and over, and again. over right. again. Because that's not repentance unto God. God's I mean, sorrow. That's not repentance unto Godly sorrow. That's that's God will
2: forgive you every time if you repent every time. But right, I or don't know if
1: you repent, or if you repent like Esau, uh, Esau repentance, you don't give the Lord room to forgive you because you're not truly acknowledging that you're wrong. You know, some people, they cry crocodile tears, but they don't believe they did anything wrong. They just don't want to suffer the consequences of their actions. They're sorry for a thing. But when you truly repent you're unto the Lord, you're sorry for it. When somebody repents, they truly repents, and you forgive them, you say, you say okay. And if they keep doing that, but I believe the Lord gives us common sense so that we don't keep putting ourselves in a position where we constantly have to forgive the person for doing the same thing over and over and over again to us.
2: So another scripture that would help when forgiveness is Psalm 86, verse 5.
0: Psalms 86 and 5 reads, For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive, and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee.
2: Boy, that sounds like God is just waiting, waiting for us to ask for help. Right. Ask, you know, just come to me. Right. It sounds like he's just saying, just come, just repent, and, and right. <laughs> I've got plenty of mercy. I've got plenty of mercy for you, and, and I'm going to be there, and I'm going to
1: forgive you, and I'm going to love you. Right, and then you have to do likewise if somebody comes to you, because I can imagine families that have... Perished under the hand of, of, of Paul when he was Saul. Just think when he got saved. He had, know, to, they he, he thought, he had to meet some of those same cow. people, right? Who's, who's, <laughs> who's probably mother, brother, brother yeah, sister, and some of them had the nerve to basically try to hold that against him, and he had to endure that. And but he went right on about his business because he knew that he had done it in ignorance. But a, a lot of people had to come to grips with forgiveness within themselves because they had to deal with Paul because now he was a brother in the Lord. And and that was, that, that, you know, that shows love when you get to the point where I don't think Paul went to each individual and said, forgive me, but by his life, by his fruit, they had to know to let go. This is that part of forgiveness where you're not, you're not confronted by the person that has wronged you. You're doing this because you can't, hold your anger you can't hold your bitterness because God said he forbids that so that comes to the point where you recognize that the Lord has to fix you so when I find myself being so irritated I tell the Lord Lord fix me
2: I'm telling you, I sure do all the time. <laughs> right. change
1: me right start with me.
2: Yes. start with my heart. start with if nobody else wants it or if, if anybody else is dragging their feet, I want to change.
1: Right, Lord, fix me mm-hmm. and, and that's very important because you might not ever get that opportunity with the person themselves. so the Satan knows if something irritates you, the enemy's going to pick like I know a person now, and they live in the south, and they happen to be the only a black member of, a, of an all-white church, and a, a brother joined the church, and he happens to be of that age group. He is basically racist. And that's, that's my uh, summation, mm-hmm. having talked with this individual. And they're thinking about leaving the church and they wanted to know what my take on it. I said, well, you still have to acknowledge the Lord in all your ways. She said, but they don't seem to understand what it feels like or what I'm going through. And I'm thinking, right. I said, but once the enemy finds out because that's a weakness on your part. I said, you, the enemy is going to pursue that. You won't be able to get away from it. You know, it will be like a thorn in your side. So you have to pray. I said, to the point, ask the Lord to undertake for you. So that the individual can't get to you like that. And therefore, then you would have forgiven the person in the sense that you no longer hold an anger towards the individual. Because she said, you know, because Lord said, be angry and sin not. She said, well, I was so angry, I think I would have sinned. You know, so I'm saying, no, then you have to crucify because it's not worth your salvation. You have to crucify your flesh. You know, so... And it's a very difficult thing to do unless you ask the Lord to fix you. Because I know of a a saint that irritated me to the point where I had to go and pray. And when I got on my knees, I prayed for the person. Not on the person, but for the person. I held that person up before the Lord. By the time I got up off my knees, I had a different viewpoint. They were still doing the same stupid stuff. But it couldn't get to me anymore. Mm -hmm. Because by me holding that individual up before the Lord and interceding, it changed me. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you're thinking it has to change. So when the Lord tells us to forgive, he's saying you have compassion, you have mercy.
2: Mm -hmm. So another scripture is Mark 11, 25.
0: Mark 11, 25 reads, And when ye stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against any, that your father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses.
1: Wow. Right. And that's that part. If you have ought against any, that's that part where, when you say, but if the person dies, and before you have a chance... before they say, get it, say, I'm sorry. Right. So if you find within yourself you have art against somebody, you have to let it go. You have to say, Lord, I don't want to be holding on to any anger or holding on to something where I look at a person and I have something against them. So it doesn't mean that I don't recognize that they did wrong. They did. But I don't want to have art against them. I just want to, the truth is the truth. You know, because the Lord says anything that uh, reveals, sheds light is the truth. I recognize what the truth is, but the Lord is in your hand. Because usually when you have art against somebody, you want to take matters, if not in your own hand, you want somebody to take matters in somebody's hand in order to rectify that situation so you don't feel like the person got away with something.
2: All right, so we're running out of time, and I just want to do one more scripture, and that's Colossians...
0: Chapter 3, verse 13. Colossians 3 and 13. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Yeah,
2: so the, right. the bottom line, the ultimate lesson is that we forgive because God forgives us. Right. You
1: have to forgive.
2: You repent. Right. When you, and if he can do it,
1: if he can do it, you no, sure can. Right. Repent. And if, and if they don't repent and you feel like you have art against the person, then you ask the Lord to fix you so that you don't have art.
0: Yes. Praise the Lord and let everything that
1: has breath
0: praise the Lord. Today's verse of the day comes from first Peter five and 10. But the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Now, ain't God all right?
2: God Praise is all right. right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was what was the original reason why God created us? And the answer is to be called by his name for his glory. And the answer can be found in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 7, which reads, Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory, I have formed him, yea, I have made him. This week's Food for Thought is... If you feel faint, and you feel like you have no might, what will the Lord do for you? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.